Welcome to Warren Radio with your hosts, the Watchman Dana Smith and Tower. Thanks for listening. Greetings, everybody. Around here, it's cold, foggy, icy, about a foot of snow in the yard. It's been nice, beautiful. Supposed to be nicer again today, but we had two days, and boy, this morning. That's usually when you have to watch for it, when it when it lifts. Then you have a temperature inversion, and it gets cold. So we are here on another Friday. Everything goes by so fast. It's hard to believe. We we went through eight years of Obama. And most of the people that were freedom lovers, you know, there was a lot of people that didn't like Obama, didn't like his policies because of a lot of reasons. Now we have President Trump and the ones who hated Obama pretty much like President Trump. And the ones who liked uh, Obama hate President Trump. So, you know, you can basically say that the first presidency, Obama, we were really divided, although it wasn't as bad as it is, because those who were basically conservatives and Republicans and even Christians who didn't really care for Obama's policies weren't so demonstrative and hateful and plotting as the Democrats have been towards Trump. From the very beginning, even before he got in there, he was that way. Go figure. And so what that does, that affects everything people do in this country. And now we've got the COVID. Life, as they say, must go on. But in everything you do, there is a God in heaven that is the author and the finisher of everything. And so he will finish everything. He will judge everything. Today, Christ, first fruits, redemptive inheritance of the saints, part five. You're listening to Warren Radio, sound the show far. Tower is off. I do this in the morning. And these are fast moving shows, pretty much an hour. We target uh, people around the world in America, around the world, smartphones, things like that. We're on a lot of apps, a lot of various sites uh, that we have connected to through our Watchman Alert radio network. We've been doing this for a long, long time, over two decades. We were on satellite, shortwave, on two different bands into the many parts of the world, FM. But today we do this around the world, and literally today we have friends around the world. And we're grateful to those friends and those who write us and contact us from time to time. 
We appreciate it. Tower and I do pray for everybody. If I if I have known of your name pretty much, I've prayed for you. And even over the years, we've had a lot of people come and go. And uh, we still continue to pray for a number of those. But at any rate, uh, you want to contact us, go to our contact page on warren-usa.com. That's the way it's done. If you have a question, that's where you go. If you have a comment, that's where you go. You can find us on Facebook and Twitter. And Facebook, I'm not really a big fan of. We have a new Facebook page, and the only reason we have it is uh, to be coordinated with our Instagram account, which is a better account. Instagram is actually educational. Facebook is nothing but a trash heap. And I I don't care for it. Now, there are a lot of people, however, that do use it as uh, social contact for families. But you've got to be very careful because Facebook is not safe. It's not secure. And you shouldn't be spending a lot of time putting all your children's pictures up there. At any rate, people do that, and that's up to them. But uh, because of what we do, uh, we don't put any of the any of the family up there. And there's reasons for that. Well, at any rate, you can follow the WIBR Warren Radio on Facebook and Twitter. Look for us by using hashtag WatchmanIS216. You could also look for Warren Radio or the WIBR. You can do us on Google. Warren Radio will come up. We've been doing this for years. Instagram and Twitter, hashtag Warren Radio, LinkedIn, hashtag Watchman, USA.life and MeWe, hashtag Warren Radio. And we've, uh, those are relatively new, I think, within the year, year and a half. And uh, that's a place that uh, I do put stuff on, but, uh, you know, just like Facebook. I'm not going to work Facebook. I am not, I don't care for it, don't like it. And we have more interaction on Instagram because we have other interests. We deal in health and a lot of other issues that uh, we do. And, uh, And Instagram works fine for that. LinkedIn also works fine for a lot of reasons. We do have some contacts, but even on LinkedIn, it's basically a business end of it. And there's one thing that is true. Social media is not social. It's antisocial. I could do a whole show on this. At any rate, a couple of articles, Enduring Hope, No Continuing City and Perilous Times, The Right Side of God and History, I write extensively. I am a writer. I'm an author. I've been doing it for more years than you care to count. And I can put out a 5,000-word article or a chapter like that in one sitting. And that's not brag. That's fact. That's just what I do. I'm a writer. 
In the old days, they used to call them wordsmiths. Now, today, we are going to be getting in Corinthians. Oh, this is a great, great section. Paul here reveals a lot of things. And, you know, if you're not careful, you miss it, totally miss it. If you're not paying attention to what he's writing about. 1 Corinthians 15, 20 through 28. Verse 20 says, But now is Christ risen from the dead and become the first fruits of them that slept. You know, as Paul himself said, you know, if we have hope in this life only in Christ, we're of all men most miserable. Now Christ has came, and, and you know, this is what the Gentile church, you know, the American church and around the world focuses on a lot of times, especially in America, more in America, because, you know, like you'll remember this one, beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in good health. Now, the, the prosperity gospel used that a lot. But see, Christ also said, I've came that they might have life and have it more abundantly. Now, in America, that's interpreted as having a big house, a nice car, having money in the bank, you know, being well off. And even if you're not well off as you should be, like in America, we really do have people that are well off financially and physically. Around the world, well off can be you have a place to stay and you have a job and your floors are dirt and you got to be careful because there's persecution all over. And so life itself in this world, Christ is here to get you through it. This is your training ground for what is to come. This is the time that you live out your testimony for Christ as Christ lived out his testimony. But see, without him raising from the dead and becoming first fruits, there would be no hope at all. But he did rise from the dead, and he was the first fruits. And then, of course, as we follow it, many would say that, for instance, uh, Stephen is the second one we know that was actually martyred, Stephen. He was the first martyr, so he would be the second fruits. Then, of course, there was James in the church. He's mentioned in Acts. He died. He's another of the first fruits. And then when all the apostles were martyred or eventually died, they were first fruits, you know, first fruits, second fruits, third fruits. Well, at any rate, you know, the whole idea was to bring in a vast army of those who would come to know the Lord, a multitude in Revelation, we see a multitude so great no man can count of those who are redeemed. And today around the world, we see a move of God in, in the Muslim and Hindu areas. Very, very difficult to work there. Uh, we get uh, 
emails directly from the field. And we also deal with other ministries that are on the ground. And so there is fruit. There's those that want to, once they find Christ, they have found the truth. So that's the first point he makes in this little section, because that's the beginning of the kingdom for you once you receive Christ and you walk in him. That's the kingdom. And you belong. You're part of the body. He is the body. But we have something coming, which comes after this. The word afterwards, after word, after this life, this existence, there's hope. As a boy, I was raised up on this on a creek bed pretty much with my dad. I had a willow stick and a string and a hook for a fishing pole and a can of worms. And we'd go fishing, dad and I. Fished in California, fished here. I was raised in a family that was made sure that I was in the church, that I was in Sunday school, that I knew who the Lord was. But from the time that, and I've got that picture somewhere, a little boy, that's me. The stick was as big as I was, or bigger. And a can of worms, coffee can full of worms I was carrying. Today, many, many years later, all of our family is gone, passed on. My cousins are gone, most of them. There's a bunch of others I don't even know. I do have some that uh, are connected to me on Facebook, but they're they're up up there (laughs) life is short my friend and you know when you live the way we're living in America with this division you know you know how much nicer it would be if if the Democrats and the Republicans and everybody actually worked together The press wouldn't be so divisive and hateful. And sometimes they're downright wrong and, you know, that's the way it is. It would be nice also if you were a Christian in Pakistan and it wasn't so dangerous for you. Or in India. Or in Burkina Faso. Or even in China today. And, of course, especially in North Korea. So the things that happen in this life is temporal, but yet is that training ground. It is that place where your testimony comes out. And you are in Christ. You are a first fruit. You've been redeemed. 
but your full redemption doesn't come until the very end when you are changed in a moment and you are in that section you put off this body of death. Now, Paul goes on to say the very next verse, for since by man came death, by man also came the resurrection of the dead. For he says, for as in Adam all die, so in Christ all shall be made alive. Christ, the only begotten Son of God, the Word of God, the Word incarnate, or incarnate. He emptied himself of his glory and came in the power of the Spirit of God. And he took on the form of flesh so that he could become, and we're coming to Passover, the Passover lamb. Now this year for many, including a lot, I mean almost all of Israel, Passover is a different thing this year. Because they're on lockdown, like many, because of the virus. But you see, that death that came through the fall because of the sin. Now, you notice he says, as in Adam. He doesn't say, as in Eve. Because it was Adam who deliberately disobeyed. Eve was deceived. And the blame lies on Adam. I mean, you could turn around and say, well, Eve, you made me take the fruit. <laughs> but it, Scripture's plain. It's Adam. So in Christ, we're made alive. But see, although we're alive in Christ, and we have his spirit, curse is still alive. We cover a lot of stuff in Isaiah, and we're going to be in Isaiah 24 shortly. We're going to be covering the fact that the curse is devouring the earth. And we're going to discuss the repercussions of that as part of the end of days. So while we're redeemed, guess what? The earth needs redeemed. The animals, everything, all creation groans, Paul says. They groan for that time when all of this sin and iniquity and curse is over. When the glory of God will flow through the earth. And there will be no more wickedness, no more devil, no more curse. So in this body, you're a son or a daughter of God. If you have received him, John 1, being born of the Spirit, John 3, confession of sins, Romans 3 through 7. And also one that describes it almost entirely is 1 John 1. 
saying, if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all unrighteousness. Within that context, he also talks about confession of sin. So everything's covered. So as a Christian, we live our lives, and we look to the Lord, and we have a testimony, and we have troubles that come and go. But you live in a world that's affected with the curse, and part of that curse is diseases, death, the earth succumbing to it. It all takes its toll. But see, this is why we have hope. Because in Christ, all will be made alive, not just humans, but I mean everything will be renewed, made alive, cleansed. Well, you know, in technology, and I'm a techie, when you have a browser, and sometimes you're on a website and it just stops because of the script, because of certain actions, something's stopping it. So you have to do a refresh, Control-R. And that usually gets it out of it and refreshes it and allows you to continue scrolling or whatever, but sometimes even that's messed up. In that case, you got to do a Control-Alt-Delete and try to delete the program and bring the browser up to see if it'll renew. Sometimes Control-Alt-Delete doesn't work, and then your computer freezes up, and you got to do a restart. Well, see, the restart for the earth, the restart for mankind is through Christ. He is the fulfillment of the law. And I was telling people last night, in our Isaiah study about Psalm 136 and all the verses that talk about the mercy of God. The Jews recognized the mercy of God and they followed it in those verses from the beginning what God's mercy meant for them. God's mercy flows out of his love and out of mercy flows grace and grace is God's favor and through that favor, when we have faith, God will impute unto us righteousness when we believe what he says, his word, that Christ died for our sins. And just as Abraham believed God and it was imputed unto him for righteousness' sake, so when we believe, it's imputed unto us for righteousness' sake. But see, the other scripture, without faith, it is impossible to please him for he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he's a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. If you don't believe he is, he exists, you cannot believe on him and cannot receive anything from him because you don't believe he exists. Yet it also says he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. So as you seek him through prayer, look into him. Believe in his word. He's a rewarder. 
You ask it in the name of the Lord and you look to him and you trust. That's the relationship. Paul goes on to say, but every man in his own order, Christ the firstfruits, afterward they are Christ at his coming. <clears throat> so you have two parts here, Christ the firstfruits, and of course the apostles and forward in history. But then there is Christ's coming. Now see, this details the scenario. This details the way it's going to be. Christ came. But that just wasn't enough. He had to become that sacrifice, that propitiation, that atonement. And the atonement is by law. God stated that it would be through the blood that atonement would be made. But the blood of animals could never take away your sin and redeem you totally. It offered a temporary fix. One that had to be done every year, the Day of Atonement and the sacrifices. But Christ fulfilled all that by coming and becoming the Passover lamb. <clears throat> As John said, behold, the lamb of God, which takes away the sins of the world. So there is an order. There is this organization. This is this work of God. So Christ came and he testified of this and of the Father. And then he was stretched out on the tree, the cross, and died for our sins. Was taken down, buried, resurrected from the dead three days later. Was seen alive by many infallible proofs and witnesses. Left instructions from the church and ascended to the right hand of the Father. Ever living to make intercession for the saints according to the will of God, but also coming again. And that's what he's doing. He's coming back. That's why you need to be ready. And even if he don't come back, you still need to be ready because if you die in your sins, that's it. <clears throat> but see, after that, now this is the next thing. Verse 23 of this says, and afterward they are, that are Christ that is coming. This is the last part of that verse. But the very next one said, then cometh the end. He's not just coming and that's it. He has to bring in the kingdom, put down finally all the enemies of God. Satan will be destroyed. All of his minions will be gone. And there's a process for this that's revealed in Revelation. But eventually the end will come. And at that time, he says, when he shall have delivered up the kingdom to God, even the Father, when he shall have put down all rule, all authority, and power. See, that's what he's going to do. That is what he is appointed to do. And it says, verse 25, for he must reign 
till he has put all enemies under his feet. The last enemy that shall be destroyed is death. Death came in as a result of that sin in the garden. And that's death, not just for man, but for nature and all of God's creation. For he, verse 27, has put all things under his feet. But when he saith all things are put under him, it is manifest that he is accepted, which did put all things under him. And when all things shall be subdued unto him, then shall also the Son be subject himself unto him that put all things under him, that God may be all in all. That now that may be uh, sounds confusing to you, but the Father put everything into the hands of the Son, and the Son was to rule, putting everything, all the enemies, including death, under his feet just as a conqueror would do. So when he has put everything under him, when he has finally put everything under him, there is no more opposition and righteousness rules. Christ isn't putting himself under his own feet. He's accepted. He is the one that's accepted. But yet, although he is the king and the one doing it, that God has appointed, it says in verses, verse 28, that when all things shall be subdued unto him, when Christ has finally subdued everything as is written, then shall the Son also himself be subject unto him that put all things under him. The Father put everything under the Son and gave him a name above all names. In the beginning of Revelation, states, the Lord says, I am he which was dead and am alive forevermore. He calls himself the Almighty. In Revelation 22, the end of the book, he says, those that are wicked, let him be wicked still. Those that are righteous, let him be righteous still. You can read it. It's in there. The whole context in there. And that's where we're at today. If you want to be wicked, be wicked. If you want to be righteous, be righteous. Because what does he say after that? He says, for I come quickly and my reward is with me to give to every man according as his work shall be. And that's what people do. People will be wicked. People will be righteous. And you need to continue whatever you're doing. If you are wicked and decide to become righteous, that's good. If you're righteous and decide that you've had enough of that and you're going to go be wicked, that's not good. But when he has finally put every power, everything under his feet, he's going to hand the kingdom to his father. And then he himself will be subject to his father, that God may be all in all. He will be the one over all. 
It's a great look into the coming kingdom and how this works. So this is a journey. And for our generation today, our many generations, we are a long ways away from when Christ died on the cross, was resurrected. We have crossed a lot of miles of human history. We've gone through a lot. The Roman Empire, the ten, the ten persecutions of Christians during the Roman Empire. We've gone through the the plague, the Black Plague in Europe. We've gone through a lot. Humankind has. World War One, World War Two, Korean War, Vietnam, all the wars and. Iraq and Afghanistan. We've had a lot. A lot of history. We saw the beginning of the Roman Empire and the end of the Roman Empire. We saw major rulers come and go like Constantine, Alexander the Great, and many others. Now you and I are far removed, but we're in that portion of time that we call the end of the end of days or the last of the last days. But even the apostles said in their time that even now it is the last time, the last days. And they warned of the judgment of God. They warned and told their followers, their disciples, they need to watch how they walk. They need to be careful. Don't become a son of disobedience, Paul told the Colossians, you know, talking about the sons of disobedience. Don't be wicked. Well, you know, today in our society, we are wicked. People today do things that in my time growing up as a kid, nobody would think of doing. There's a couple of videos on the Twitter feed that went through. One was a woman, an Asian woman, going through touching every laptop in this big store. It looked like Walmart. And someone was taking the the picture, just watching her while she was being stupid and touching everything. Now, of course, as a time of the pandemic it's clear she was up to something. And even if it wasn't a pandemic, it would still be crazy behavior to go through and open up every laptop, touch it, touch the keys and the screen and put it back down. Every one of them. That's weird. That's pathetic. She didn't say a word. And then, of course, you have this black guy with dregs hanging down. And he was in another big store, looked like a Walmart. And he was picking up half-gallon jugs of juice, opening up the bottle, drinking, and then spitting in it. That's what it looked like, spitting in it. 
putting the cap back on and then he would his eyes would roll and he would shake his head and move his shoulder like he was possessed and move on but see we also found that it's a big thing online in social media especially during the coronavirus there were those one he actually got got in trouble because he was going in the aisles, this was Walmart too, licking things. And, you know, my day and age, that would, you lock people up for that. People are, that's stupid, stupid behavior. But see, because we have social media and they can make, become a star and people think, oh man, that's cool. That's, that's just really gross. That's neat. It's pathetic. And no, it's not just black guys and Asians. There's white guys and white. You know, when are you going to realize that sin is not a race issue? Sin is a human issue. Well, I hate the whites and I hate the blacks and I hate this and I hate that. Dear God in heaven, wake up, get your head out of the nether region. It is sin. You know, you're not a sinner because you sin. You sin because you are a sinner. See, that's the difference. Oh, I went and done something. Now I'm a real bad sinner. No, you were a sinner, and that's why you did that. That's why you need Christ. That's why you need to be redeemed because there's a nature in you that needs to be redeemed and you need that spiritual impetus that Christ gives, that redemptive portion, that imputation when you receive him, the power to become the sons of God, he says in John 1. Well, you receive him. You're not a son of God yet as far as being fully redeemed. You're growing. You're a baby And you need to grow in this faith. So the Father's going to correct you. He's going to lead you. And Paul talked about this, that if we reject his corrections, are we not bastards? See, the Father will deal with you as a son. But you can't reject it. You have to receive it. I remember my dad spanking me with a two-inch belt. He used to tell me, and I've probably said this before, but... (laughs) This hurts me more than it does you. Yeah, well, at the time, it wasn't that way. But see, back then, you know, we were taught, please and thank you, open the doors, respect your elders. There's no respect today for anybody. And there's there's not even civility, just standard civility, treating each other civil. But we treat each other like trash. Plain and simple, we're real crappy to one another. And so you're looking at America and you think, well, America is going to last forever. Well, I got news for you. It's going to be judged like the rest of the world. And the way we're acting today, we haven't proven anything as far as if we are even worthy to be saved or delivered or anything else because we act like a bunch of Spoiled babies. 
And all we want to do is tell each other something. Well, see, it says in verse 28 here, and when all things shall be subdued unto him. You see, all of that fleshly, carnal, evil that you see that's going on will be subdued one day. It will be gone. The political plots, the wars, the fighting, the being evil, wicked, everything. There is a better kingdom coming and a better way than to be like the people you see around. And if you're spending all your time on social media now, because of what I do and because I do tech, I do make websites and I do it for ourselves. I don't do it for anybody. At one time I had a lot of websites, but I've limited them on purpose. You know, I am on this thing a lot. And no, I don't do social media. I have them there for the people that listen. And they can go there and they can find uh, correspondence from us and things. But I don't care for social media at all. And technology is good. But even when I write a book or I write stuff, it's all temporal. It's all going to be gone one day. Now, if I have a book and I write a book and you can have ebooks, that's a big thing. But in one little swap, it can all be destroyed because it's all electronical. It's all in digital. They're now talking of doing digital money, which is also something I talked about years ago. Only I didn't call it digital money as much. I said many years ago. Because we used to think of different, uh, that the one world currency, because the beast was going to have a one world currency, because he is going to have the power to force everybody to take the mark so they can buy and sell, and he'd have to have one, one currency to control it all. Well, back then, we didn't have the technology. We had no idea. So when the EU came into formation, they had a coin, and everybody took that up. And many of the prophecy people said, well, boy, that's got to be it. Because, you know, many believed at that time that the new Roman Empire was going to be formed over there. We were even watching Brussels, Belgium. And in my new book, matter of fact, I do use that in my new book that I'm writing, my second part. And there was a new, a big, the rumor back then was there was a huge computer back there called the Beast. Now, see, we had it all back then, all kinds of rumors. But see, Pelosi came up with that today, but I, I said a long time ago, quite a number of years ago, that while you have the yen, you have the dollar, you have the pound, we already have a one-world currency. That one-world currency, my friends, I said back then, was digital. Because all your money is in digital. All your banks use it. Everybody uses it. And everything is calculated. It's all put in accounts, which are all numbered. Everything is numbered on the Internet. The Internet itself, the language it uses, is all numbers. Is it any wonder that 
when we talk about the number of a man. You know, it is a number. It's not a name. It's a number. Now, see, digital and the technology we have today is falling into that prophecy. And we already have a one-world currency, and Pelosi is trying to get them to do digital currency. We already do digital currency, but she wants digital dollar. That'll make it sound like it's it is something, but it's the same thing. It's all digital, folks. It's fake. It's all numbers game. You work, they tell you how much you make, it goes into a digital thing, and that's it. At least when I was growing up, I had dollars. We had coins. And if you said you had money, you could reach in your pocket and you'd pull out a silver dollar or a silver dime or a nickel was made out of nickel. A penny was made out of copper. We don't do any of that hardly. Every once in a while, my wife will pay with stuff and she'll have a bunch of change. And everybody watches, she digs out the change and (laughs) pays, uh, you know, so many dollars and so many pennies. People don't even know what that is. What are you doing, lady? You see, but Christ is going to subdue everything, including that plot. Now, see, Daniel wondered about the end of days, about when knowledge shall be increased, and the angel told him, seal it up. Don't worry about it, Daniel. It's not up to you. When the time comes, it will be unsealed. We are in that time. It's been unsealed a long time ago. And as you go forward, they're going to try to take the essence of the cross, the essence of Christ, which they've already been attacking for a lot of years. They're going to try to destroy everything that you have believed, and you had better get this in your heart and soul and mind, or you will be in trouble. I mean, already, you know, there are a lot of people that carry their Bibles around and they'll read them. But pretty much... When I'm writing and I'm doing stuff, I can do stuff so much more efficient with my system that I have now. But, see, without electricity, there's nothing there. So I've got my Bible here off to my right. See, because everything you're looking at online can be gone in a second. It can be controlled from somewhere else when you go online. Now, see, we're not there yet, but we are getting there. And when this new one comes, who's going to, I call him the dark one, he's going to have a level of technology that we have never seen. And I've talked about all of that before. And I do have a Revelation series. I don't, and you'd have to search for it on our sites, but we still have our Vimo site. I don't do videos anymore, but we've got 1,300 videos there, and part of that is the Revelation series I did. So you can go on over to our Vimo site for that. And so today, when all things shall be subdued, you know, so you go from the fact that in Adam, We met that curse when he sinned, and Eve sinned. Mankind fell. So we, in essence, died. Now, see, when it first happened, and the, and the devil was right, the serpent, 
He said, God knows that the day they eat it, you're not going to die. Well, that was true. They weren't going to die. They ate the fruit, and the next day they were alive. But their glory had disappeared. They had disobeyed, and they were now sinners. And God had to get them out of the garden because in the garden there was the tree of life. And if they ate of that, they would live forever in sin. And that couldn't, that couldn't happen. That wouldn't happen. So they were ejected from the garden. And as with all things, as soon as you're ejected from that glorious place, and you go about, before you didn't worry about clothes, now you had to have clothes. Before you weren't cold, now you are. Before you weren't hot, now you are. You're subject to seasons and death and illnesses and animals that will kill you. Figuring out how to do fire, figuring out what's technology, how do I do this? You didn't have nothing then, now we have everything. But see, right away... Adam and Eve would have forgot exactly where this was at because of their nature. They would have never been able to go back in. And it's it's a wonder that did he know at that time what it really meant to sin? Well, it took a while before man even began to seek God. Now, see, today, through Christ and his coming, there is a battle in the earth over the message. And there's going to be a battle. And we report on this every week in when we're talking about the persecution of the church. And many of the Christians that are persecuted, they're different levels. Some of them are, are babes in Christ. Some of them have been babes in Christ all the years because they, they don't have teachers. They don't, they don't live in an area where they can have teachers. They believe in Christ, but it's, it's a faith of a child because they don't, <clears throat> they don't understand the deep things of God. They're not being taught. Nobody can teach them because everybody gets killed. There's other places that have deeper understanding. There's other places where, where the people who, get, who are getting saved uh, have a tremendous anointing. We're seeing miracles and signs and wonders. We're seeing people coming to the Lord. We're seeing the miraculous Old Testament miracles, just like the miracles of the apostles. But the biggest miracle is being redeemed, having the relationship with Christ. And see, that is the inheritance of the saints. This section is your inheritance. It describes how it's coming and that what Christ has got to do. And when he gets it done, he's going to hand the kingdom to the Father and say, okay, Father, you're in charge. but he'll still be the son of God. He's not going to take the father and usurp his authority. When he came, he did everything the father told him to do. And many people try to do that. And I've seen entire denominations try to do that. 
I've also seen entire denominations, many of whom today have some terrible theological trouble. Because they just took the New Testament and forgot all about the old, as they call it. You know, the the Tanakh, or what we call the Old Testament, with all of its books. This is the Bible that Jesus read and that the apostles. That's the word. When we go through Isaiah, we can relate that, and I do. I've related. I've, I've taught through the Pentateuch. I've done a lot of this. And you can relate it directly into the New Testament. Because that's where the apostles, through the anointing of the Spirit, that's, that was the result. But I ain't going to argue with you. I give you the truth, and you either receive it or don't receive it. You ever either believe or not. And that's the way it is. This is truth. And as Christ said, you have to have ears to hear. That's one of the things he he made sure to tell him. You have to have ears to hear. Sometimes I wonder if anybody even has ears. Because we're so busy telling everybody something. We don't shut up long enough to hear anything. (laughs) And that's what social media is. Well, I'm going to tell you. Nobody listens. Everybody's so busy telling each other. Nobody takes long enough to be civil to one another to get along and try to, you know, heal society, try to make a difference. So at any rate, Father, thank you for this day and for your word and bless those that have heard this. Father, feed them, encourage them, bless them and go with them and keep them safe. Keep them from the evil as you promised in John 17. Keep them from the evil, especially this evil coronavirus or any and all other related viruses, Father. And, Father, add the increase. Let them understand this word and bless them in Jesus' name. Don't forget to go by our websites at warren-usa.com, danaglinsmith.com. You can check out the social sites, um, the Facebook site. I've, I, I don't do much as I said. I don't. I'll put a few things on there. I mean, our stuff goes on there automatically. But Facebook is one of those that uh, the whole system is revolves around making money. And uh, uh, Zuckerberg is liberal. And their policies are liberal. And a lot of the um, Silicon Valley are liberal. And their policies are liberal. And they're anti-God. So it's not going to be hard for the devil to take them all over. Now, I believe in their hearts, a lot of them mean, mean well. But deception is coming. 
And unless you know the Christ, the Son of God, you will take the mark. That's what Scripture says. Check out our articles. These are meaty articles, a lot of stuff in them. And, of course, you can use apps. We have quite a lot of people that follow us on the WordPress app. And, uh, of course, you got to be understand WordPress. But at any rate, it's there, and there's a lot of other apps. But, you, but uh, you know, Anchor, Blog Talk, Spreaker, and many, many others, you can hear our broadcasts. So I, I pray that you have a good weekend and that you and your family are staying safe. They got to get this economy going because as I was talking about yesterday, I think it was the total loss that came out, they revealed yesterday was $34 trillion. That's more than the U.S. GDP. And unless, unless they get this thing going... It's not going to go very good. Shalom, everybody. Look to the Lord. He's our source. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Warren Radio.